Hey, hello. You are listening to Healthy-ish from Body and Soul with me, your host, Felicity Harley. Oh, we are going to inspire you to live a healthier and happier life today. But hey, we do that with each episode of this podcast. I think you're going to like this one. Permaculturalist and author Kirsten Bradley joins me via Zoom to share her simple lifestyle tips to create a healthier life, not just for you, but also the planet. Yes, we are talking about how climate change affects your health. If you do like what you hear from Kirsten, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish where she chats through some of her top sustainable living tips. Kirsten, thank you for joining us today on Healthy-ish. Thanks, Felicity. Now, talk to us about some of the ways in which climate change is affecting, well, our health in Australia particularly. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, as we all know, there's there's the environmental things that are going on. There, there is increasing heat waves. Uh, we're experiencing increasing, you know, bushfires and having to be prepared for the, them. Um, our food prices are going up because of the pressure on agriculture um, our water resources are strained at times, um, and there's you know there's all sorts of things going on as we know, and all these things affect our health in all sorts of ways. And mo- most importantly, perhaps and most fundamentally, it's the effect on our nervous system that these you know these shocks and these crises can have. So yeah, we it, it is a bit of a case these days of how do we keep ourselves sort of calm and a bit centered and hopefully a bit whole and you know emotionally able to deal with with the shocks and the crises that are coming our way, you know, as a community and as households as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know, you know, a lot of listeners would be thinking, but I've got the keep cups, I shop local, I try and do my bit, but often you, know, you just feel like the, prob- the problem, it is a problem, is bigger than, than ourselves. And, I mean, I suppose personally you often feel, I feel helpless. And so talk to us about when we're feeling a bit stuck, what else can we do? How can we make more of an impact or, you know, because I suppose that adds to the mental health side of things in, in some ways too because you feel helpless. I can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, it, it really does. And, you know, the funny thing about all those or the climate change aspects that I was just mentioning is that, you know, many of the solutions to the climate crisis that we're facing, you know, is the same as the solutions that help us in our daily life sort of ground and feel like we're making an impact because we actually are. Like, you know, creating community and getting to know your neighbours and, you know, growing a bit of food, even if it's just on your windowsill and supporting local food systems. And that There's a million things, but it's really interesting that many of these ideas and actual, you know, things, actual solutions help the climate crisis and also, you know, are things that we can do in our everyday life to make an impact and make ourselves feel better and healthier and have more fun all at the same time. Yeah, I agree. It's it's almost like the little things will not only help your health, but they'll help the world around us as well. And I think thought that was interesting in your new book, which is all about permaculture, which I'm going to ask you about in a, a minute, is as I was reading it, I'm thinking, but these are just health tips that I, you know, ways of living that, that I adopt and our listeners would adopt. And so tell us a bit more about this whole permaculture. So permaculture, permaculture has been around for about 40 plus years now. And it's, it's, it's a design toolbox. All right, for meeting people's needs while also restoring ecosystems to health at the same time. So I like to think about it as solution-based climate action that you can use on an everyday basis. 
Um, so it is a design system, but for me, it's more a set of thinking tools that are drawing on the patterns that we find around us in nature. And you can use these tools and these principles to design things and solve challenges and sort of design a bit more life literally into your everyday. But you can also use these principles and these design ideas to help you know, craft a world worth living in and one that regenerates our ecosystems and, you know, creates more justice in our community as well. So it's it's very much a win-win scenario and you can use it in your garden or you can use it to design your kitchen or you can just use it for goal setting to decide, you know, what can I do today that would help out a little bit and be delicious and be nourishing all at the same time. Can you give us a couple of examples that might apply to boosting our health at the same time as well as helping the climate change crisis? Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of it does begin with relearning to pay attention and, you know, making better decisions from that place of paying more attention, whether it's paying attention to how we're feeling in our body, in our nervous system, or paying attention to what's going on, you know, in our street or in our wider ecosystem and, you know, making decisions based on that. And, you know, we, we really... We, we're at a point where we really do need to reconnect a bit more with, you know, both our ecosystem and our nervous system. And we can, you know, do that by, you know, growing a tiny bit of food and learning to live a tiny bit more simply. But it's also about, you know, connecting with community to create meaning and purpose. And, you know, all these things can come together to to boost our health, but also, you know, it's got all these beautiful flow on effects throughout our ecosystem, throughout our community and into communities far beyond ours when we make choices that, you know, are better for the earth and better for us at the same time. Mm. Now, a lot of us don't live in the wonderful landscape in Tassie where, where you can obviously, you know, live in a permaculture environment. Many of our listeners are urban dwellers. Can you, how do we create this, well, it's kind of a philosophy of living, isn't it, around if we do live in an urban environment, if we don't have room to build, have a garden and, and it's a bit harder to connect with community if we live in apartments and the like. Um, oh, there's there's so many ways. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter where you live. You are still you know, an integral part of your ecosystem. Um, and so, you know, there's it can be as simple getting started with like just one little thing that you can do. Like take a walk down the street to your local park and learn to identify like just a few of the wild plants around you, just a few of the weeds that are growing out of the cracks in the street or the first thing when you get to the park you know, knowing what is growing around you, knowing the plant neighbours of your community, even if, you know, you're not that familiar with the human neighbours of your <laughs> yeah. community, they they tell us things. They are part of our ecosystem. A lot of them are edible. Some of them are medicinal. And even though you may not be able to pick, you know, those particular dandelions or, you know, whatever it is, it, it allows you to pay more attention and to be more of a part of the place that you're in, whether that's city or country or wherever you are. So, yeah, you definitely don't need to have a garden to get a bit more in tune with your ecosystem and start noticing and, you know, start paying attention. But more than that, I mean, you know, you can also, you can start by figuring out what you've got too much of. Like what have you got to share that you could share with neighbours or a local community group or people at work or, you know, whoever you identify with. Like it could be time, it could be cooking skills, it could be USB cables. Like mm. what do you have an excess of? What do you have a harvest of in your life that you could exchange with other people, you know, for something that you need or something that you want while also creating little bits of community connection? It, it sounds a bit 
you know, a bit bonkers in some ways, but, you know, it's these tiny little gifts, this sort of paying it forward between each other that can really start conversations and, you know, shift all sorts of things just by starting very, very simply. And I think the other thing that struck me about your book is it was just about slowing down as well, the importance of slowing down and appreciating what's around you rather than looking at the next thing. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Like just take a moment and look around you and and see what you can reuse or what you can mend. I think you've got a beautiful thing in your book about sewing and and so that's the bit I loved. Yeah, yeah, I, I love I just love the the philosophy of mending like that idea that, you know, to call something worthy of repair is, you know, it it's to call ourselves worthy of repair. It's to call our ecosystems worthy of repair. And, you know, getting involved in that with your, you know, your little fingers as beginner at sewing or whatever else it is that they may be, to repair things is, you know, to, to, call, to call them worthy of, of living beyond where we are now. And I think, yeah, it's a beautiful way to nourish yourself but also give back at the same time. A hundred percent. Kirsten, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. If you do want to read more about, well, how to implement the permaculture philosophy into your life, Kirsten's book is out now and it is called The Milkwood Permaculture Living Handbook. If you love this chat, make sure you rate, review, or you can subscribe to this podcast or share it with a friend. We also have plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish or Extra Healthy-ish. Jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au if you want more info and make sure you are following us on social media. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.